Welcome to episode five of the Bored and the Quarantined Movie Review by those crazy folks, Graham Cinema. I'm Janelle. Uh, welcome to episode five, and today we're going to be reviewing Witness. I'm also going to be talking about my beef with Meryl Streep, um, and a couple of other things. We're also going to cover uh, briefly the 1986 Academy Awards, in which Witness was nominated for eight Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Director. Um, it was actually uh, Harrison Ford's only Oscar nomination, and um, oddly enough, um, the film stars uh, Harrison Ford, Kelly McGillis, a very young Lucas Haas, Patti Lapone, and Viggo Mortensen actually makes an appearance as well, um, and Danny Glover in a very uh, small role um, as one of the uh, perpetrators. Um, it, the film is directed by Peter Weir. Uh, it came out in 1985 and uh, came out to huge acclaim. Uh, it was a huge box office hit. And um, it was actually one of the few Harrison Ford movies that was not uh, action-based. Um, it kind of starts off uh, with a little Amish boy witnessing a murder and then becomes kind of like a role reversal where uh, Harrison Ford is assigned to protect the little Amish boy and ends up uh, amalgamating into uh, Amish society and ends up falling in love with uh, Kelly McGillis's uh, character. Um, and it kind of focuses on the relationship between the two of them rather than the action. The action's kind of just a, a sideline uh, to the actual story. Uh, very good love story. Um, the characters are very relatable. Um, wonderful movie. Highly recommended. It's one of the best movies of the 80s and it's definitely Harrison Ford's best movie. Is this the Ordner? I have done nothing against the rule of the Ordner. Nothing? You bring this man to our house with his gun of the hand. You bring fear to this house. Fear of English with guns coming after. I've committed no sin. Now stand back! What are you going to do, Paul? You're going to kill me? You're going to shoot me? You're going to shoot him? Stand back! You're going to shoot him? Ah! Is that what you're going to do, Paul? Him? The woman? Me? Come on down, Jack. Hey, they're not allowed to fight, Ray. You man or what? Yeah, that's right. No fighting. They won't fight for their country either. It's not our way, but it's my way. What you got, Scott? Witness is a, uh, a great Harrison Ford. It's it's more of an adult. It was actually his first like adult hit because mm-hmm. he was known mostly for. Well, not even mostly, really. Uh, it was like Indiana Jones, Jones and Star Wars. Yeah. Blade Runner had come out, but it, it wasn't a big hit when it first came out. And um, he was nominated for an Oscar for it. It was uh, more serious where he, uh, the, the six-year-old Amish boy witnesses a murder, so Harrison Ford is protecting him, hiding out in the Amish community. It's him and Kelly McGillis is the boy's mother. and. Uh, Danny Glover was in it uh, before anybody knew who he was. Yeah, and I didn't realize he was in it because his part is very small yeah, in it. He was one of the, one of the villains. So, um, and the movie was nominated too, I believe. Um, yeah. So to get uh, on that, uh, that were I think the '86 Oscars were pretty controversial, if memory serves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Out so, of Africa won. Out of Africa won. So the best picture nominees were Witness, Pritzi's Honor. Mm-hmm. The Color Purple, 
Kiss of the Spider Woman and Out of Africa. Never, I've never seen Kiss of the Spider Woman. Yeah, William Hurt won Best yes, Actor. Yes, I still I should have seen it. I still haven't seen it. I feel like I should have seen that one too. Um, yeah, but um, those were. Uh, but those were all worthy. Of the, of the well. Or maybe. I thought, I, I thought Africa, Out of Africa was like watching paint dry myself. That's what a lot of people say about Out of Africa, that it's slower than... That was when the most boring movie won. Yeah, and Robert Redford... Like the 80s, and Robert Redford was... A, tw- a terrible casting choice for that. And I know Meryl Streep was nominated for one of her million Academy Award nominations. Um, you know, it's like she's got a spot reserved for her every year. Yeah. They, there was also comments that there was another um, movie that was kind of thrown into the mix that never got... Never got nomination. The nominated. And I want to know if you heard of this. Uh, Ran. I've heard of it. Yeah, uh, a lot of people Akira, saying that Akira should have been, Sawa. or something like that. Yeah. The the yeah. I've I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then you go at the best actress category. You get Jessica Lange, Meryl Streep, Whoopi Goldberg, Geraldine Page. And Geraldine, Geraldine Page, that's the year she won. For the trip to... Yeah, yeah. Was. yeah. Um, I always go back and forth on Jessica Lange's Oscar nomination as Patsy Cline. Do you think that she deserved that? Didn't see it. No? Okay. No, I didn't see that. Because I know that a lot of people... They're, Jessica Lange t- appears to be like a polarizing figure. Mm-hmm. Like she quietly won two Academy Awards, but I, don't, I wouldn't exactly Just put her... Blue sky. Yeah, I wouldn't exactly put her in the upper echelon of actresses, though. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think I she's know. pretty good, but I, I mean, I wouldn't put her in like Jodie Foster category or mm-hmm. Meryl Streep or anything like that. No. I know that Blue Sky, her biggest competition was Jodie Foster and Nell. Yeah. Yeah, but at that time, Jodie Foster had already won two, so. Yeah, and they weren't going to give her a third one. Mm-hmm. Um,. So that was an interesting one, um, and so you see it out of Africa winning Best Picture, and then Color Purple walks away with no, no Oscars. Well, Color Purple was so controversial because um, Steven Spielberg directing it uh, that started the whole uh, should white people direct movies about civil rights thing. So some people are always yeah mad about that. Yeah, I, I mean. I, I think, think he did great, fine. I, I think, think it's fine. a great movie. Yeah, so. I think he did fine. I think it, it really, I think he did fine on it. I mean, yeah. I guess looking back on it, I think people are, or also had their wise, there's, they're like, were wide eyed about Whoopi Goldberg getting cast in the role of Celie. Hmm. She was really good. Though. She was great. Yeah. She's got a really good, was, mm-hmm. serious, um, she's great at serious roles. She is, yeah. She you is. know, when she, when she is serious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that was in that was, I, I just figured that that was an interesting little tidbit because I remember hearing about the Academy Awards. The, I'm trying to figure out who the fifth best actress nominee was, and um, Angelica Houston won for Pritzi's Honor. Supporting actress, yeah. And she was the third generation Houston to mm-hmm. win an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got Whoopi Goldberg, Jessica Lange, and Bancroft in Agnes of God. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I. I. Okay. So I don't have a problem with any of those nominations. Actually, the only one I would probably be questionable on is Jessica Lange, and that's kind of like a, yeah, because back then you had the Golden Globes. Um, some argue that Kathleen Turner won for Best Actress in a Comedy for Pritzi's Honor. 
she got snubbed on the Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I guess back then, the, the Golden Globes were not really a prelude to the Academy Awards like they are now, not commonly. Really. No. No. Interesting. Even in the 90s, I don't think they really were. No, not really, I guess. Yeah. Usually, like the musical or comedy. No, because I guess because the previous year she won for *Romancing the Stone* and it for *Actress in a Comedy*. So right, and even like in the '90s, Jim Carrey won two Globes and never got an Oscar never nomination. Nominated. No, no. He won for *Truman Show*, which was directed by the same guy that directed um, *The Witness*. So yeah, and then you know, getting back to what I was talking, uh, Angelica Houston winning Best Supporting Actress. She claims that her and uh, that Oprah Winfrey carried a grudge against her after that win. Um, I don't know if that that's true or not, but she she claims that that was the case. Um, Oprah was good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't really. It's been a long time since I've seen Princey's Honor, so I don't have to watch it again to see if Angelica Houston yeah. deserved the Oscar for that. A lot of people said it was nepotism because she was dating Jack Nicholson and she was John Houston's daughter. So there was a lot of people that were crying nepotism about that. I don't know. I read the reviews on the movie, and supposedly she stole the show, so I don't know. Yeah, she did. Um, I haven't seen it in probably 10 years. Yeah, i got to sit down and watch that one again. Um, interesting enough, I put a poll on uh, the Graham Cinema page and uh, uh, for mobster movies of the 80s. So I put Princey's Honor and The Untouchables, and obviously Untouchables is winning by a landslide. People, oh, Untouchables, yeah. yeah. Yeah, everybody everybody wants to hear about The Untouchables, so we'll, we'll go for that one the next episode. Right. So that def- definitely, I think that was 87 too, wasn't it? Yeah, Untouchables was 87. 87 God, that was a great year for movies. Right here, yeah. Because I think Predator came out too. Predator and Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon, Robocop. Robocop. Yeah, that was a great year for movies. Dang. Angel Hearts, another good one that came out in '87. Lisa Bonet was actually really acclaimed in that in that role. She played um, she played the daughter of a witch a, a witch doctor or something like that. There's like this really big twist. It's like starts off as like a neo noir movie, um, Angel Heart, and then it takes this twist, sudden twist at the end that totally throws you. Mm. Um, and there's an ick factor in it. I'm not going to get it, give any of that away in case people want to check it out. Um, but it's a really well-acted movie, and Robert De Niro in probably one of his weirdest performances right. yeah. that I've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. Freaky. Very yeah. freaky. It's a very freaky and a very odd movie. It's very well done, though. Um, so I would, if you can, ch- if you want to check that one out, I would definitely recommend that one. It's uh, Mickey Rourke stars in it. Um, and he plays like a private dick. I was thinking of like the old movies from the eighties and nineties that I really liked, and you know one we should talk about. What's that? You remember Demolition Man? Of course I do. Because I think that that was that's an actually a really underrated movie. It's ahead. It was ahead of its time. It really was. Because it's about like the nanny state, and when it came out in ninety three, it seemed ridiculous. It was so ahead of its time, and I'm like, now it doesn't seem that like it's not that far fetched. Because Michael Bloomberg tried to ban. Like twenty ounce sodas, and it, it doesn't seem as ridiculous as it used to. No, it doesn't. And you know, honestly, Demolition Man is, yeah, I would agree with you on that. It's one of the most underrated movies of the nineties. It's actually quietly an awesome movie, and mm-hmm. I actually, whenever it's on TV, I still watch it. Oh uh, yeah. You know, it, and it's it's. I guess the notion of it back then was just so ridiculous. But like, man, I'm like, this is actually a really. This is one of Sly's best movies. It is. It's. It actually is. 
Um, Probably, it is definitely my favorite non-Rocky Stallone movie. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, it's getting the accolades now that it probably deserved back then. It's finally yeah, getting the accolades that it deserved. So, um, people are saying, well, "Is this movie better than 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 most people say it is?" I'm yeah, like, "Yeah, it, absolutely." It, is. it came out about twenty years too early, I think. Yeah, I think now it would have been definitely a a huge movie. I think if it would have come out now, mm-hmm. for it to come out now, because it's definitely uh, relatable. So. Uh, I'm just trying to think of any other movies that, uh... We should probably think of some family movies. <laughs> yeah, we promise we'll throw in... Of, there are a lot of family movies. Yeah. I mean, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? We could look at Everybody that one. Everybody knows that one. No, you're right. That one was, like, like the biggest that's hit. That's the problem with kids' movies. Yeah. Usually, if they're really good, they're, they're like, famous. Mm. I'm trying to think of ones that came out in the 80s. Um, I mean, there's, well, everybody Life knows. The Navigator. Yes. It's the only one I can think of that's probably or, on the um, radar. Um, the Last Starfighter. Oh, yeah. That one's kind of long forgotten, but it was, re- it was actually really good. To, I would have to rewatch that. That one we can look at. We promise we will definitely get into some kid kid movies. We've been recommending rated R movies, so mm-hmm. we will we will uh, get some kid movies in there. It was a great time to be a kid. But you know what? I'll tell you what the the movies, even the adult movies that came out. I mean, like remember when we were talking about Romancing the Stone? I saw it so many times when I was a kid, and of course the adult stuff just flies right over your head. You don't even notice it, yeah. and it's like. Hey, it was cool. I watched it. No, I mean, it's, it's fine. I mean, some people, but like, but, we have mostly been saying R-rated movies. I know, absolutely. <laughs> That's very that cool. to me because I don't have kids, so I don't care. I no. Don't stuff like that. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, so uh, excellent. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay, so I got to go on a little bit of a side rant here. Um, I've been watching a, a lot of old movies and kind of reviewing stuff. Um, and going back to, I came across some articles online about Meryl Streep and that, you know, some people are starting to think that her shtick is getting old. Um, you know, she's getting the default Oscar nomination every year now um, for these outrageous parts. We're talking about Oscar nominations and she was nominated uh, in 1986 for her role in Out of Africa. I don't know if she necessarily deserved the Oscar nomination, but she had long been the Oscar darling at that point. Her greatest performances are far behind her. I would put her best performances as Kramer versus Kramer, Sophie's Choice. You know, she didn't need the assistance of wigs and makeup or anything like that to churn out um, great performances. The thing that drives me crazy about Meryl Streep is that she doesn't stop acting. Um, and I think it's worse now than it's ever been. And I think that's what people expect from her. She always seems to be acting, whether it's for the cameras, at the award ceremonies. She calls herself overrated. Now, I don't know if this is like a false sense of just being falsely humble or, or whatever it is. I just think that her persona has become so practiced that people are finally catching on to it. Um, And also, too, this whole thing about Harvey Weinstein. I mean, people aren't stupid. I think it I think people went too far in vilifying her with the she knew posters. I think that it's impossible for her to not know she was buddies with this guy. I mean, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon knew Glenn Close said she knew 
Kathleen Turner said she knew he was a creep the day she met him. So you can't tell me the quote-unquote most powerful woman in Hollywood did not have a clue as to what Harvey Weinstein was up to. Give me a break. Give me a break. And I think that's where a lot of people are having a problem with her. Harvey Weinstein thing aside, her roles, like it seems like the last 10 years, like her Julie and Julia, Margaret Thatcher, they were so grandiose and over the top that you forget that she had actually bona fide show-stopping performances in like Sophie's Choice or Kramer versus Kramer where she didn't need to be over the top to be effective. And those are two of the greatest performances ever in the history of film. Um, you see the twist at the end of Sophie's Choice and your heart just tugs. I mean, I will definitely recommend Sophie's Choice um, just for Streep's performance alone. Wonderful performance. I, I mean, and it's heartbreaking. I will talk about Anne Hathaway for a second. Prior to The Devil Wears Prada, she was actually kind of cool and people liked her. And then Prada comes along. Meryl happened. And I think that Meryl rubbed off on her because Anne Hathaway became so practiced and so rehearsed. She was like the obnoxious stage child and became the most annoying thing in Hollywood. You know, to the point where her Oscar speech was so badly rehearsed. Like, the first thing she says when she gets up there, it came true. I mean, how many times did she practice that in front of the mirror? You know, she knew she was going to win. I don't think she should have won. I think that there were better performances that year. But, you know, the fact that she starved herself and went over the top for her role, I guess you have to do that to earn an Academy Award these days. And I mean, I know she's been nom. I know Meryl Streep's been nominated 21 times. She's won like four or five Oscars. The Oscars are so damn political. Anybody who uses that as a validation of, of a career. I, I, I mean, I think you guys have to look at the history of the Academy Awards. The great Catherine Hepburn never went to any of the Oscars. She watched herself win three Academy Awards from her couch. Um, she thought they were crap. She absolutely thought they were BS. So, I mean, I think in Meryl Streep's case, I think that she doesn't own Hollywood. I think Hollywood owns her. And I think people are starting to catch on to Meryl Streep a little bit. I, I, I just think that she's too over the top. And I think a lot of people are seeing that. So the results are in. We want to thank everybody who voted on our Facebook page. Um, between Pritzi's Honor and Untouchables. So you guys voted in favor overwhelmingly of The Untouchables, um, starring Kevin Costner, Sean Connery, and Andy Garcia, and of course, Robert De Niro. Um, Sean Connery won his only Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Um, It's one of the best films of 1987, and we will gladly give a review to that and a shout out to that movie we also will give an honorable mention to uh, the 1986 best picture nominee Pritzi's Honor starring Jack Nicholson Kathleen Turner and Oscar winner Angelica Houston um, so stay tuned you're not going to want to miss that could be with you for the